Hello and welcome to the Noob Investing Podcast, Episode 3, Money Mindset. I'm your host, Jaron, and today I want to take a break from just dropping information onto you of what stocks and ETFs are to talk to you about probably the most important thing if you're actually planning to invest or just want to get a better handle on your finances, and that is your money mindset. The reason I want to take a short break from diving into the details of investing jargon and analyses is because I think I would be doing you a huge disservice if I didn't tackle the topic of mindset before going any further with the cast. Every decision I make when it comes to not only investing, but also saving or budgeting or purchasing things, purchasing things I like, stem from my mindset towards money. So I think it's best to first address and understand what your money mindset is before you make plans regarding your finances. So what is your money mindset? To borrow a definition from Dave Ramsey for this, your money mindset is your unique set of beliefs and your attitude about money. It drives the decisions you make about saving, spending, and handling money. In short, your mindset determines your behavior as well as your actions regarding money and finances, and this will easily be the single biggest factor influencing your financial life and how it's going to look like in the future. I think we have all heard of those people who won a large sum of money with the lottery only to be left with nothing but debts years later, or think of people in high-paying jobs like surgeons or lawyers who spend a ton of their money buying fancy houses and cars, and despite their high-paying jobs, still end up living paycheck to paycheck. These are examples of really bad money mindset. Somehow, despite having an abundance of money, people still manage to spend money they don't have on expensive things they don't need to impress people they don't like. There are also other examples of bad money mindsets, but these I think are some of the most clear examples. And I think it's very unfortunate that even people who buy most people's perspectives should be set or should be doing okay in life are struggling because they don't have a grasp on their financials. So what determines our mindset? For whatever reason, we as people are shaped by our upbringing and environment, and so too is our mindset towards money. If your parents used to spend their money and work paycheck to paycheck, then odds are you will probably pick that up from them, especially if you are like most people and don't like to talk about finances, and in doing so, never learn or get better at managing your finances. For an example of poor money mindset, look no further than my own upbringing. I was raised in Aruba an island where there are two types of people, really. Those with a bit of money saved up and those who go to the first group to ask for a loan so they can get through the month. I grew up with parents in the second group, so every month, especially right before their salaries would come in, money was always tight and every now and then we'd need to borrow some money from family to get through the month. In Aruba, I was essentially raised with the idea that if you could afford to save money, then you are well off, at least more so than other people. Also, I was always taught by fa- by my family that the only way to make money and get ahead in life is to get a good education and land a high-paying job, which fortunately I learned is not true. Obviously, getting a good job or a good education is good, but it's certainly not the only way to make money and it's certainly not going to be the source of happiness. But yeah, I would be lying if I said that living like that in Aruba for 18 years didn't influence me and my money mindset. In my case, I think it made me realize that I didn't want to be in the same position as my parents when I got older. So instead of spending money and partying like I guess many first-year college or university students tend to do, when I arrived in the Netherlands, I 
tried to be a bit more frugal with my money. It was the first time I really had money, so you know, I could easily imagine a scenario where I would just buy all the nice things I was sort of denied when I was in Aruba. But I simply never wanted to get into a position where I would need to borrow money from people I know, like my parents did. Unfortunately, despite my best efforts, I was not successful. When I finished my master's, I was strapped for cash as all the money I was getting from my study loan had stopped and I still hadn't found a job. So despite my best efforts, reducing my expenses down as much as possible, where I skipped breakfast, ate bread with jelly as lunch every day, and had canned soup for dinner every day and didn't pay many of my monthly costs like healthcare or phone bills for multiple months, I still found myself in the exact position where I needed to borrow money from friends that I never wanted to be in. The money I had saved lasted me three to four months, which I was surprised at, honestly. And while I was trying to find a job more suited to my overall, you know, university education, I also tried finding a temporary job like working in a supermarket or anything else like that. But no luck for me, unfortunately. Apparently, you need experience placing canned goods on shelves or something like that, I guess. Or I was probably just too expensive as labor compared to the cheap teenagers that uh, the supermarket prefers to hire, I guess. In any case, no temporary job to cover the expenses uh, while I was trying to find a real job for my university education. Long story short, I finally, after months of searching, managed to find a position as a PhD candidate and I could finally afford food and paying bills again. By the way, for all my non-European listeners, just for some context, here in the Netherlands, at least a PhD position pays like a full-time job. It's not a great high-paying job or anything like that, but certainly above the minimum wage. So with that salary, within the first two to three months of receiving yeah, that salary, I paid off my immediate debts and also the people I owed, my friends, and treated myself to some slightly nicer food than canned soup for dinner every day. What I'm trying to get at with this story is that Despite not wanting to make the same financial mistakes my parents made, I'd still end up similar in a similar situation simply because I lacked the knowledge needed to prevent it or to best get out of those situations when it did occur. In my case, I resorted to borrowing money from friends like my parents did, which was the very last thing I actually wanted to do, ever have to do. How you react in certain situations comes down, comes down to your money mindset. For me personally, my money mindset, mindset, for better or worse, tried to save money wherever possible for in times of need to not end up like my parents. But when I was placed in a difficult financial situ- situation, I ended up behaving just as they would. So in order to never have to be in that same situation again, I'm trying to improve my money mindset. Again, given my upbringing and environment, the word investing and interest was not something people I knew did well, or if they did, they never talked about it. So this then brings me to another bad money mindset trait, actually, and that is lacking communication from people regarding their finances. Mostly people don't like talking about their finances. They don't like talking about how well they're doing or how bad they're doing, and they don't want to learn about it. I would say in order to improve your mindset regarding your money and regarding your finances, you need information. You need to know what options are available to you, what things you need to take into account, your goals and desires, and how you want to go about accomplishing everything. But unfortunately, people cut themselves off from getting financial information and don't want to learn how to best handle their finances, especially not from their peers. 
I think for many people, it's a touchy subject because people associate their own self-worth with their career and how much money they make. And I guess people know they aren't doing super well, but they don't know how to do better. And instead of admitting to others and asking for advice, they'd sooner just buy expensive status symbols to indicate they must be doing well or avoid talking about money in general. Obviously, avoiding a subject won't improve the situation, but this does bring me to my next bad money mindset trait, and that is status symbols. There is a famous idiom called keeping up with the Joneses, and what this refers to is that people often compare themselves and their socioeconomic status with that of their neighbors or peers. If your neighbor buys a Tesla, you might feel envious and jealous and consider buying one as well. We as people tend to be very competitive and don't like to appear like we aren't doing as well as others we know. Now, maybe buying a Tesla is a bit excessive, but consider this. If you see your friend or your neighbor or family member with like the newest smartphone or smartwatch, aren't you going to feel a little bit anxious or yeah, nervous that you want to get something similar or better? Full transparency, a few months ago now, my girlfriend bought a new smartphone because in all honesty, it was time for her to get a new one. And at that time, I wasn't even thinking about getting a new phone at all, since mine was still working quite fine. Maybe the battery life could be a bit better, but it was fine, all things considered. So when she finally got her new phone and I saw how much faster, smoother, and better quality pictures it was taking, I thought, okay, maybe I do need a new phone as well. So I found myself literally checking different smartphone specs online before I caught myself and reminded myself that, hey, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your phone and you don't need a new phone just because she has one. So despite the fact that I was aware of keeping up with the Joneses, that trap, I felt for at least for a bit, I fell for it, you know? It's something that's so innate to us to be competitive, to try to be the best, to show that we're doing great that even though you, you are aware that's not necessary, you still might end up doing it. So yeah, keeping up with the Joneses is something everyone can be guilty of. It doesn't matter if you are poor, but you see your friends wear the latest, I don't know, clothes that are in fashion right now, Supreme clothing or Jordans or whatever, or you are rich and you see your fellow rich neighbor buy a more expensive car. We are all susceptible to this trap of feeling inadequate and trying to get rid of that feeling as fast as possible by buying something that helps us get over that feeling of inadequacy. I think the reason this really does stem from this need people have to be seen as successful. In today's society, we measure success based on income and wealth and assume that if we have those things, then by default, happiness will follow. Now, I have to say that I neither strongly agree nor disagree with that, but I think some nuance is needed here. If you are poor, then your problems will predominantly be money problems, in which case having money can solve those and you will be at the very, at the very least relieved to solve them, if not very happy. Much like I was when I could afford to pay bills again and eat something other than soup for dinner for like, you know, weeks. But there is a limit to what money can do, especially if you don't know what will actually make you happy. I think most people have been conditioned by advertising and consumerism to try to buy their way to happiness instead of investing their way to it. Let me explain. If I just buy an expensive item, I will feel great for a day or two because, you know, I get that rush of dopamine from purchasing it. But once that fades, I feel shitty again. This is obviously great for sellers because, you know, they can keep selling you temporary joy, but pretty bad for you because you essentially just become an addict to that surge of dopamine from buying stuff. 
and you don't actually stay or become happy in the long run. This is the reason most people say you can't buy happiness because it just goes away after a while so you never permanently keep it. On the other hand, if you know, for example, that instead of buying, I don't know, a luxury item like smartwatch or fancy purse or whatever, instead of buying one of those things, your dream or goal in life, for example, is to do an Ironman or go backpacking across Asia or anything like that, choose to spend your money actively on pursuing these goals, I would say you'd probably feel happier for much longer because, you know, you're spending your money, whether euro, dollar or whatever, on getting closer to achieving that goal. Or if you've already achieved it, then you keep the memories of having accomplished that goal that probably means more to you than buying one item that you then put aside only to buy another item to make you feel happy again. In that sense, dear listeners, I would say it's not that money can't buy you happiness, but it's more that most people don't know how to use money in a way that will actually make them happy in the long run. What I'm trying to get at is that even though we eventually learn about our faults with our own money mindset that we have grown accustomed to from our upbringing and our environment, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't make it any easier to just avoid falling for them at times. In order to get around it, it requires time, practice identifying your faults, knowing what you value and need, and developing the skills to say no to things you actually don't need or value, but that that our consumeristic society tells us will make us happy. So in short, those were some of the bad aspects of money mindset I wanted to touch on, but what does it look like when you actually have a good money mindset or as you're uh, developing a better money mindset? Ideally, if you have a good or healthy money mindset, you know for yourself what you want and more importantly what you don't want or need or even value. This of course means that you are or you have to become someone who is not swayed to follow trends but instead do your own thing and feel comfortable saying no to things you don't value. In addition, I would say you have your own realistic financial goals, you make decisions based on these goals and an example of the latter would be if you want to retire early for example, then you will need to have enough money in either savings or investing to finance that. So therefore, you need to prioritize the actions that will get you to your goal as best as possible, but without compromising on your overall quality of life. You probably wouldn't want to retire early if that meant you live off of max five euros a day for the rest of your life and can't buy yourself anything else that might also make you happy. Therefore, it's important to have realistic financial goals a viable plan to get there, and knowing what are things you actually value so you can adopt a mindset that works for you and makes the best out of your specific circumstances. A good money mindset is not about min-maxing every last euro or dollar to achieve something, but rather that we become intentional about our money and how we are choosing to spend it. Also, I would say our money mindset should never be fixed. There is never one clear best answer that works for everyone 100% of the time. So we need to accept that however bad or good we are doing right now, we can always do better and there is no shame in that. Change happens and rather than fighting it and trying to ignore it, we need to accept it and keep learning and teaching each other. That comes back to some of the reasons, well, initially I started this podcast and that is to reach people with the information I've learned and tackle topics that I need to learn more about or that I would like to learn more about. I like to learn and communicate with people about investing and all the miscellaneous stuff surrounding it so we can all get better and profit from it together. 
I know in terms of quality, this podcast isn't quite up there yet, but I hope the message and information I'm trying to share reaches some people. And if it even helps out one person a bit, that would really make my day, honestly. So with that, if you have any questions or topics or anything you want to be addressed on the show, or or if you just want to ask me something uh, confidentially, you can send an email to noobinvesting at hotmail.com. If you want to be one of the first people to join the Noob Investing community, then please go ahead and go over to the Noob Investors Facebook group. I'm really looking forward to meeting any and all listeners of the cast and finding out what interests you and what information we can provide each other to get better at this whole investing thing together, you know? So those are all the sort of shameless self-promotions, at least for right now, and as promised, some useful links, at least I think they're useful, for developing your money mindset. I have to say that while there are quite a few resources out there, I think some that best hit on the core of the topic really, really well are the Money Guy YouTube channel. Uh, There they talk about all things. They provide quite a few resources as well on things like how to develop your money mindset, focus on your goals, how to, how millionaires sort of do it, these kinds of things. So it's a useful perspective to adopt and gain information from them. In addition to that, like they are very um, US focused. So if you're from the US, they can be great help there, more specific in terms of things like Roth IRA and stuff like that, which aren't that interesting for me. But, you know, overall, they provide good content, so can't recommend them enough. In addition to that, you already heard at the start of this podcast, I uh, referenced uh, Dave Ramsey. Um, so if you want to find out some general information about uh, spending, saving, budgeting, and to a lesser extent investing, I would say check out RamseySolutions.com. That's his own personal site where you can find out all that kind of information. Although I have to say, in terms of investing, I would say he hasn't really updated his views as much uh, recently. So maybe I'll do an entire episode on why I also disagree with how his best investing methods are right now. So stay tuned for that. In addition, I would say like if you just want to get people's opinions on money mindset and see what are the different ways people go about developing their money mindset, you can always check out on Spotify and Google. Just type in money mindset. You'll find on Google some blogs uh, that might be interesting reads. In addition, Spotify has a ton of podcasts like this one that also tackle the topic. So no shortage of uh, information and resources. And with that concludes yet another episode of the Noob Investing Podcast. I'm afraid this one is a little shorter than I had hoped, but I do think there's value in this podcast, in this specific episode, that we get a grip on our yeah, our money mindset so we can best determine why we even want to invest, how we go about it, what's important to us. Because if you don't know that, then what's really the point of investing? You'll save you'll have money in the future, but you have no idea what, what really matters to you. So with that, I hope this podcast has provided you with some value. And if so, stay tuned for the next episode where I will be discussing all things related to investing in bonds. I have to say, though, it's probably not going to be the most exciting episode ever, but I will try to make it as informative and interesting as possible, despite the topic. No promises, though. I literally was preparing to do this episode on bonds when I immediately shelved it to talk about money mindset instead. So maybe that that already gives you some idea of how interesting the topic of bond investing actually is. 
But anyway, thanks again, dear listeners. And yeah, can't wait to uh, hear more from you. So peace.